Welcome to a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is PJ Sullivan from uh, Wet City Brewing. Um, thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Um, so, so real quick, for those who are uh, not dipped, I like, to, I like to use the term dip. For those who are not dipped, um, put us on. Tell us what um, Wet City is all about. Tell us about what you're all about. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a little nano brewery, full restaurant, uh, full bar. We opened up uh, just over four years ago. Uh, Artscape was basically our soft opening four years ago. So uh, I think Artscape would have been uh, this past weekend. So hey, happy birthday to us! Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, it's a, um, my brother and I uh, started Wet City. Um, had been a, a dream of ours to open a bar um, slash restaurant um, for, I don't know, decade plus. Um, we um, were searching for the right uh, building. Um, in the beginning, I mean, we when, when the idea and the dream first started, we just wanted to open a, a small little cocktail bar. Um, but that evolved uh, over that like decade of trying to find the right building um, to a brewery. Um, my brother, um, was at, in the beginning, just dabbling with home brewing, but after a minute they got, um, him and his buddies that were doing it, got really good at it and you know, won a couple of awards. So we, uh, altered the plan, um, <laughs> to, a, a brewery, um, and found the right spot. Um, uh, and it was Mount Vernon or bus for us. Um, that's the neighborhood uh, that we wanted to be in. That's the neighborhood we lived in. Um, and that's the community we wanted to be a part of. So we found the building in, in Mount Vernon that uh, suited our needs. And it was, it was go full speed um, at that point. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I guess from a, you know, kind of a, I guess a personal standpoint, like I always wanted to reach out to you guys. Like I go there before uh, the COVID times I've, I've ordered takeout a few times, but before the COVID times, uh, I would record on Friday nights, uh, this particular podcast at um, the Baltimore improv group. And then I would make that short trek down there. And it's just like, let me get that Nashville hot and I want to slush. <laughs> Let's do this. And I would probably get a six pack or so of beer to go along with me. I, I was there regularly. It was a regular Friday night thing. That was kind of how we ended the night. That means the week went well for us. Nice. Nice. Thanks for, uh, for being a part of it. Um, that's, that's really cool. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm reading like, um, just cause I wanted to have like something that's like, well, the little tagline that I read, uh, elevated bites, a rotating, uh, craft beer list and inventive cocktails in a minimalist space with TVs. That's, um, what I read online. I took that, copied it directly offline. Um, how has one, how accurate would you, would you say that is? And two, outside of, outside of where, where things are at currently, obviously, um, where would you pie in the sky? Like, where do you aspire for, for wet city to go? Cause I love it. Um, I tell everyone to go there. Like I, I remember, um, we, we did a convention with one of my buddies and I was like, man, I'm going to go home get some wet city. And he was like, are you talking about sex? I was like, no, no, no. I'm talking about booze. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. The, the name is, is, uh, is a thing. Um, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a little edgy. Uh, the, the idea behind the name, if you're, if you're not familiar is, uh, Baltimore was a wet city during prohibition. Um, and uh, Maryland was a wet state, and we were the only state in 
the union to be like, you know what, F you, we're not following the prohibition rules and we're still going to sell alcohol, which is a a kind of like no rules attitude that we kind of like wanted to celebrate. So uh, plus at the time, like I said, um, we were heavy into cocktails and my brother was running a a blog, a cocktail blog called Post Prohibition. So kind of tied into what we were what we were doing at the time too. Um, so yeah, that's how the name came about. That's, that's great. Um, I mean, it's great to have that, that story out there. Cause it's like, I've, I've had uh, the guys from uh, Dutch courage on at one point and they had a kind of similar story of like, man, we're going against the grain. This is where the name comes from and all thinking and coming up with the name. And it, it's dope. Like I'm there for the rule breakers. I'm there for the iconoclast. That's what I am. So yeah. great. So where, you know, best case scenario I have you outside of this COVID nonsense, um, where would you kind of wet city to go? Like, you know, like what, what would you, how would you feel like, all right, this is what I, I never envisioned this and this is where we're at and this is pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, I guess the, the like five year plan or the growth plan is to continually grow the brewery, uh, function of the business um right now we just have a a nano brewery um it's like a two barrel brew house and we have uh three five barrel tanks and we have a bunch of barrels that we're barrel aging beer in in a little brewery um in the in the back there um but we definitely like to expand on that we'd love to uh have a couple more tanks and uh get a canning line so we can have cans to go and not just crowlers um so that's like the, the first big step. Um, and then, and then um, we'd like to expand the space and improve uh, the customer experience. Um, it would be really cool to revert the building back to uh, what it was because it was the car manufacturing plant back in like the 1920s. And oh, wow. in, the, in the front, um, there used to be like a, a garage there. And the cars right. would drive in and out. Um, and where those two big windows are, it used to be a garage door. And I'd love to revert that back to a garage door so we could have like an indoor outdoor space. Um, so those are like two of the, the big steps, I guess, that we, where we would like to grow. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, I think like having, having that, like a lot of places um, have been able to kind of keep some of their, their, their traffic, some of their business by having that, that pivot. And you guys have been doing a really interesting pivot move as far as, um, I mean, the, it was at the ice pops or what have you. I like those. I was like, Ooh, alcohol. And, uh, just, you know, the standard, the quality of the food is still, is still there, which, I mean, nothing replaces the in the in-person experience, but, um, yeah, it's really good to, you know, still be able to get a really high quality product and really high quality everything from you guys. It's just like a slightly different version of what I know and love. So, I mean, I'm hoping that you guys are able to get to that stage where you're able to fully see that next step of your vision. Yeah, it'd be great. And then, and yeah, and these t- times are tough, but uh, man, the pivot was crazy. I mean, when they shut everything down and we had to like reimagine the business model and figure out, you know, on the fly, what, what works for people like just getting carry out and curbside pickup and, uh, we do delivery as well. So it's like, it's a, it's a different, it's a different product. It's a different, you have to think of it differently. Um, you like the, the freezy pops and like the cocktails and like the crazy zany cups that we're doing. <laughs> and 
super, like those are like super uh, popular. And of course, like the carry out crowlers of our own beer, but it was interesting to see um, like we ran out of containers in the very beginning for our slushy machine. Um, you know, we have the boozy slushies. Um, uh, we ran out of those containers real fast um, because the slushies were so popular and Scott, our, uh, our head bartender was out and he saw these like little honey bears bottles <laughs> and was like, we could use these to the same um, amount of ounces. Do you want me to just like buy out all of these honey bears that are on the shelves? I'm like, well, we don't have any other choice. So yeah, let's get them. We filled them up. And then it was like, social media just exploded with like, look at my, my slushy boozy drink in this honey bear. This is amazing. <laughs> and we were like, Oh wait, that worked out beautifully. That was an awesome, uh, like happenstance. And, uh, so we were like, what other containers? So now we have like shark containers and watermelon containers and all kinds of fun containers. And they've been super popular. Yeah, that's that's really great. I, I think one of the one of the containers I got because I have a fair amount of like bear containers sitting around the crib right now, and I know that I was like, I don't know if it's like maybe it's Grandma Shark. I'm not quite sure, but it's yeah. one that has the uh, I think it's like a Cuban rum in it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. It's very strong and it's very good. Um, yeah. So. I'll, I'll be remiss if I don't kind of bring in the, the, the Baltimore aspect of it. So you'd mentioned that um, the, the location that you're at was important for you to be there was, you know, that area or bust, but what's the thinking in going into, to opening a business in Baltimore and are you like, what is your relationship with Baltimore? Well, I mean, Baltimore is our home. Um, so we wanted obviously to be in Baltimore, but more specifically Mount Vernon, that's where we lived. Um, that's, um, Mount Vernon is the community that we wanted to, to build around. Um, the, the people around here are our neighbors. Um, so we have like a special bond to this community. Um, um, we moved down here in 2000. Um, my brother and I have always been, you know, best buds were super tight. And um, I moved down here in 2000 uh, after college and got a, my first job down here. And my brother was looking at art schools for photography. And so he, chose Micah so we could stick together. Um, so we've been down here since 2000 and, um, we, what, four years ago, five years ago, we bought this building. So it was like, you know, I mean, we were going to be here, um, no matter what. And like I said, Mount Vernon was our spot. I dig it. Like, you know, just, uh, 20 years in 20 years deep, uh, mm -hmm. and definitely having that, that brother thing. My, um, me and my brother, we're connected and he's like, man, whatever you need from a podcast perspective, I was like, all right, cool. You know, it's, it's, it's always good. Um, with, so, so with your, what, what is your approach when, um, coming up with that, that your menu, um, coming up with what cocktails you're going to have, what food you're going to have, because, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting menu. I've seen like influences from like New Orleans. I've seen influences from Nashville, obviously, and influences Caribbean. So what is the, the thinking when coming up with that menu? Yeah. So, uh, menu creation is a fun part of the job. I mean, I love being a part of it. I love the creative process. Um, I love creating anything really. Um, but I also have a graphic design company. So, and I've had that for 15 plus years. Uh, it's called hardly square. Um, but I, what I've learned from, from working with creatives there is, uh, you know, give them the creative freedom, let them do what, what they love and what they're excited about. And you're going to get the best results that way. I mean, I'm always going to be there for inspiration or, through uh, brainstorms and new ideas and whatnot, but 
bottom line is, you know, let the creatives do their thing and, you know, just hire right. And if, if they're excited about something and they have a passion and a love for something, let them do it. And that's going to be your best product. Dope. Dope. Um, a couple more questions and then I'll hit you with the lightning round and then I'll let you get back to your day. Uh, so what are some of the advantages and some of the challenges of being in the restaurant business, whether it be Baltimore specifically or just generally just challenges and uh, advantages of being in the restaurant business? There's a lot of challenges right now. Uh, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. Um, uh, advantages. Um, uh, one of my favorite parts of uh, being in the restaurant business. I mean, I love, I've always loved hosting parties and the, the most enjoyable part of this business for me is seeing people in our space having a really good time. Um, that right there is payment in itself. Uh, I love that part of this job. And unfortunately, you know, COVID has put the brakes on that part of this job for me, which is a huge bummer. Um, but um, that really is the, the biggest advantage to me um, personally about being in the restaurant industry, um, just seeing everybody, you know, having a really good time and, you know, us sharing their space and giving someone a home away from their home. Um, challenges, uh, challenges, uh, besides the fact that, uh, <laughs> business has been, uh, halted to an extent, nobody can come into our space anymore. Um, uh, what are those challenges? I mean, the competition is really, um, really uh, a thing. I mean, there's a lot of good places out there. Um, so you got to stay on top of your game. You always got to be changing and creating um, and thinking about what you're going to be doing next, uh, whether it's the menu, whether it's the space design, whether it's the customer service, um, all that stuff. So you got to stay on your toes um, or you're just going to be left behind. I would say that's the biggest challenge. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, so in it, like this Baltimore has like that reputation or what have you. And a part of doing this podcast is to try to clean up that maligned like uh, reputation that Baltimore has. And one of the things I've gathered out of doing this podcast and talking to people who are in the know, who are knowledgeable, they'll, you know, they'll say like Baltimore's got a really good food and bar scene. Like they're, they're, we're, you know, Baltimore's really good for that type of stuff. Um, so in that you, you, you echoed the, the notion of like, you know, there's competition out there. You don't want to get left behind and so on. What, what would you say makes the Baltimore like food and, 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 and booze scene so uh, unique? For me, um, from what I've seen, uh, and, you know, I really can't say if this doesn't happen in other places, but what I've seen is pretty awesome about Baltimore's food scene and um, the restaurants and the bars around me is it's pretty uh, tight knit uh people are always there to help out in a pinch or give advice when needed uh and same goes for like the brewery scene like there's been multiple times when we've been like hey uh have you had this problem you know what what are you what are you guys doing about this and and people are like not looking at you as like a competitor but as like part of the the industry fam and giving advice and helping you, um, through your issues. Um, and I found that to be eye opening and pretty, pretty cool. That's, that's great. That is great. And that's what I like to hear. Like it's, um, it's community here, not just, Hey, your competition or what have you. It's just like, 
you know, it's a community. And one of the things that I've tried to do from, you know, the position of being a person that's in media or what have you is whatever places that are out there, reach out, try to establish a relationship and help bring any traffic, whether it be, Hey, get a gift card. Hey, go here, buy some booze, get some curry out, whatever. And that's, you know, I think, some of the places have really appreciated it. You know, like we've got a relationship with Diablo Donuts and Forged and, you know, a few other places, Sophomore Coffee. And, you know, it's about everybody literally being in this together and not just buying from you and, you know, just recognizing that some of these places, you know, make up what the culture is and around what the culture is um, in Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. you know, if those places are in trouble, you got to help them out um, as oh, much yeah. as you can. That's, so, yeah. That's definitely been seen. Um, as soon as, you know, shit hit the fan with uh, with the COVID. I mean, our customer base was reaching out, and you don't know every anything we can do, you know, and you know supporting us and buying gift cards or you know just placing orders on a regular basis and telling us that they they love us and they want to you know keep us around. Um, it's it was a, we definitely felt that love and the community, the Baltimore community has been amazing. Yeah. Um, so I got two quick questions and then shameless plugs and then I'll let you go. Um, two quick questions. They're the Baltimore oriented questions. Um, if you've been here for 20 years, so you, you have to have an opinion on these, these questions here. Um, all right. Best, best snowball flavor. Um, uh, egg custard. My man, you get it. You get it. Um, and all right, this, this one is a trick one. Best place to get a crab cake. Coco's. Wow. Okay. This is like the third person that said Coco since I installed this game here. So that's, that's interesting. Okay. What, you're, what's you're, the usual answer? I mean, Coco's is like, this, this is only the fifth time I think I've done it. And Coco's is like at, at 60%. The other one has been, um, I'll say my own. Uh, no, the other one has been, uh, I think it's in what Lexington market with Fadley's Fadley's. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the other was, uh, like Papa's, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, so real quick, uh, shameless plug, you know, where can he find you? What's your location and anything that you guys, you know, want to put out there? Any message you want to put out there real quick? Uh, you can catch us on uh, the web at www.wetcitybrewing.com. Our full menu is there. Uh, that includes our house brewed beer, uh, guest beers, uh, cocktails, uh, food, uh, merch, um, so yeah, you can see the full menu there. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, we're open, uh, Wednesday to Sunday, um, Wednesday to Saturday, we're open four to nine and on Sunday we're open 12 to six. Um, so yeah, you just give us, take a look at the menu, give us a call, let us know what you want. And we can do curbside and, uh, curbside pickup and delivery. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, uh, shameless plug right there, I guess. <laughs> right Right on, right on. Um, I want to thank you for coming on this episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. Um, for, for PJ Sullivan, I am Rob Lee saying um, there's art all around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Yeah.